0: what's up dirtbags welcome to episode 237 of the midwest angler podcast scott Sturman, matt deitch what's up dude uh, not a whole lot yourself no just living the dream uh, got monday in the in the books now uh, just gotta concentrate
1: on the last four days of the week yeah i didn't have kids today we had an in-service right. at school so that's right i'd rather much rather have the kids than have an in-service because those are quite boring um yeah. who the hell wants to deal with a bunch of teachers? Not yeah, I me. Mean, I can tell you that much.
0: <laughs> Rather deal with a bunch of
1: kindergartners. Yeah. Yeah. There's yep. no doubt. Yep. so.
0: No, uh, golly. Well, we, we had, uh, we finally had, uh, some cool weather come yep. through. Um, it's definitely had, feeling uh, like that fall. Yep. Uh, here, uh, in Northwest Iowa, uh, in the tri-state area, we, uh, had our first couple frosts. Um, I think we've got another one coming tonight, uh. Um. Yeah, I think Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and now Monday morning, and and now Tuesday morning. I I don't know. I three four frosts here in the last four or yeah, five it's days. it's been down
1: into the thirties at yep. night, so it's yep. been. Pretty brisk to ride the bicycle in the mornings. I can tell you that. No, oh, you've been riding bike
0: in the morning. Well, don't. I
1: ride it up to the weight room and wheelies, stuff. take yeah. it off any sweet jumps. Well, you best believe it. I believe it. I got, I got told I had to take the cards out of the spokes though, because it's too loud Ow. and waking up the neighborhood. So who, who, who was the fun hater coordinator that told you to do know, that? You know, it was probably online at on one of them Rock Rabbits websites. You know, somebody was complaining that I was hot riding around too much uh, and piss on them, <laughs> piss on them. <laughs> but
0: uh nope uh yeah we got uh well we got some uh we got a couple nice days and then we got some more cool days coming but uh fall fishing is uh, officially in effect um starting to see a lot of people talk uh, uh the fish are moving shallow and and uh, the water
1: is the- definitely cooling down i went to the river this afternoon after school oh, really and you know pulling your bait out of the water and adjusting like a paddle tail or something like that it's like ooh, that water definitely yep definitely is cooler that's for sure yep but uh um yeah for those of
0: you that are still fishing and you're not out in the in the woods or, or you know hunting at all um yeah it should be uh should be kicking off uh, i'm still hoping to uh to get out and do a little bit of fishing here um yeah <laughs> hoping to get get a little fishing in uh, before before the freeze up but uh yeah yeah I, I i i know enough about my schedule to know that uh, <laughs> well then it
1: always seems like this time of the year when we get to the weekends now it gets to those windy days where it's oh, not yeah. where it's not even like well it's you know uh five to ten or a 10 yep. to 15 mile an hour breeze it's like 20 to 30 you right know.
0: i have been uh, i've been messaging back and forth with tim hilbert and uh, he's been talking about uh doing some wader fishing and I'd, I'd like to go out and give that a shot once um um, I don't know. I think honestly in the next day or two, I'm going to go and pull my boat out. Uh, um, I'd really hope to go out and get one more trip in that, but I don't know that it's going to happen. I mean, uh, that, that's not to say that I can't, uh, bring it back up there sometime and, and go fishing, but I think I'm going to pull it out of the lift and bring it back home. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll just be waiter fishing from here on out, but, uh, either way, um, yeah, it is what it is, and uh, gotta face it. Uh, it's it's cooling down, and I probably want to do it now instead of when it's 34 degrees. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a good idea. Yeah, but I think the dock people are wanting to to get after the dock and move the lifts and whatnot. So uh, not yeah. the,
1: not the same not the
0: same company I, that i talked to my mom i said you haven't been fucking morons come back over and she said no nah, i don't think so i said well that's a good idea well my brother mike had a theory
1: that it might have been them that took your uh tackle out of your probably freaking was you know
0: if i ever catch i forget what they the heard, hell that they guy's listen, name they is.
1: listen to the podcast and they're like you know what mr Jabroni? we know exactly where he he keeps his boat God, we're gonna go take it. all of his gear out of there
0: hey i don't know who i'm pissed off at more the the boat lift people are the people that stole my tackle but if i find out that they're both the same people i'm (laughs) I'm just i I don't know i'm just i'm gonna blow my top but all right uh let's let's go from something bad to something good Uh, episode 237 is brought to you by our friends over at dakota angler in sioux falls south dakota that is the home of the ice institute and we are when, when this a month away. when this episode drops tomorrow october 10 my birthday uh 30 days well not 30 days but one month out from the dakota angler ice institute and uh, uh i'm getting pretty freaking jacked up man so am I. I, I
1: i'm really getting excited for it
0: yep every day uh they're posting more and more vendors that are showing up uh we're, we're getting some people to enter in the rod uh, building contest, a couple people that weren't in it last year, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited, and uh, hopefully here in the next little bit, uh, maybe add a, even a couple more rods uh, for those of you that are li- listening that don't know what that is. Uh, Matt and I host a custom ice rod contest there at the Dakota Angler Ice Institute uh, everyone that uh, attends is eligible to vote, and uh, the, the winner of that vote gets the People's Choice Award. Uh, then we'll also pick a judge and uh, give away a trophy or a plaque for a uh, judge's choice. I don't know. if what, what do you think? Should we do trophies, plaques? What are you thinking, Matt? Oh, I don't know. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll just uh, message Travis just and see, see what, what uh, can come see, up with. Yeah, see what he thinks is cool, whatever. But uh, um, i i don't know. I'm—I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, uh, last year, you know, we—we—we we, we just realized that we needed a little something uh, in our booth to to get some people over there. Uh, we did the Custom Ice Rod Contest. The next thing you know, Gens is pulling up a bar stool, drinking coffee at our freaking booth. Just Some Freedom out. Brew coffee, by the way. That's right. And uh, holy badass. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> just made me feel like a million
1: bucks. Oh, that's for sure. You know, yep. it's such a it's a, such a great show. And um, I've I got a feeling that it's going to be the biggest one yet this year. Oh, I would think so. I would think so. Like,
0: like I said, a lot of new vendors coming this year, people that I don't think were there last year. Uh, some you know, great they, speakers. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, so. some, uh, uh, some people probably coming down from North Dakota that were thinking about attending that show, uh, um, with that not happening this year. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, but, uh, if you cannot make it or if you need something beforehand, swing in there to Dakota Angler on the North side of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, tell them we set you and uh otherwise go on com. use code dirtbag at checkout save yourself a little bit extra jingle in the pocket and uh yeah, i can tell you you'll be happy that you
1: do well that's for sure i yeah. mean they got a great selection of everything right now and uh like scott said there's still a lot of fall fishing left uh the perch are starting to go they got uh their jigger spoons and all that stuff their pilkies all set to go God, out there I love and catch pilkies. those Catch those big old perch this time of year. That's right.
0: Uh, you know, Matt uh, Taylor Swift uh, all in the news lately. I uh, saw a uh, saw a picture that was posted on Facebook today. It says oh, I thought uh, you were
1: going to ask for uh, Taylor Swift tickets for your birthday. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I know it's your birthday, dude, but I don't know if I can pull that one for you. Well,
0: funny that uh, you should say that because uh, that kind of ties right into what my question was. Uh, There was a picture on Facebook, it has four separate pictures on it, and it says you have to choose one of these. A Taylor Swift concert, break a fishing rod,
1: go see the Barbie movie, or a crankbait to the face. I'm not going to, right now the first one I'm going to eliminate is a crankbait to the face, because I just, I don't know, I don't need to get a crankbait in the face, um... The other ones, I like my fishing rods. I've broken fishing rods before, so I think I'd rather break a fishing rod. I can always replace that. I'm not going to go to no Barbie movie or no Taylor Swift concert. Really? Okay. I don't need to go. I don't know.
0: I would willingly go to a Taylor Swift concert. I wouldn't pay to, but if somebody came walking in here right now and was like, hey, you want to take us to a T-Swift concert? I'd go. See, I don't
1: even know that they call, them T- call her T-Swift. Listen, listen to you over here old T-Swift like you guys are besties uh, and uh, stuff I mean, like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm they do fan. say they I'm do say fan. she puts on like a heck of a show as far as entertainment goes, but I still don't think I would be like, okay, you know, like this many uh, screaming teenage girls yeah, around. That'd be, rough. Like, hmm, that'd be rough. Uh I think I'm going to pass her. Yeah. I, you know, they're running around screaming and just so excited to see her and it's just like, Ugh. yeah. Well, you can count me 100% out for the
0: crankbait to the face. Yeah, like that'd no, be, no. I don't know. I think I'd rather get kicked in the nu- Okay. Would you rather get kicked in the nuts or take a crankbait to the face?
1: Well, as long as there's no permanent damage to the nuts, I'm going to take that one. Really? So, yeah. I did the, the whole Some crankbait bitch. to the face, I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I Like I said, I saw that. Just had to ask you. But, uh uh, we've got uh, we've got a world walleye champion. Uh, pff, y- you know, I I don't want to be the one to say it, but after you're on this show, you start winning tournaments. It is. It's true. It's a proven fact. It is. It's it is this year. Yeah. Um, people uh, out at Stanford. People at Harvard. People at Yale. People at Princeton uh, have done the studies. Uh, the results are in. Uh, Dakota Anglers the best spade shop. Freedom Brews the best coffee shop. And after you're on the Midwest Angler Podcast, you win tournaments. Yeah, it's it's more accurate than the Minnesota
1: DNR. <laughs> I think you're 100% <laughs> right on that. <laughs> and that's coming from two audio biologists. Audio biologists, that's right. Professional audio
0: biologists. Yep, yep. So uh, um, Tom Seberg, uh, he was a uh, guest back on episode 212 Uh, Went ahead and won himself, uh, him and his partner, Curtis McCormick, uh, went went ahead and won themselves uh, the World Walleye Championship, uh, uh, Pierce, South Dakota, uh, last week, and uh, so we reached out to Tom, uh, said, hey Tom, you want to hop on the podcast again? He said, yes, I can't think of anything in the whole entire world that I would rather do with my Monday night. I said, "Uh, you and everyone else, but uh, uh, we got him on the show and uh, we're going to cut over to him and uh, hear all about that tournament win. And the world walleye champion, Tom Seberg, is joining uh, episode 237 today. Tom, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Still kind
2: of floating on cloud nine, I think.
0: <laughs> I believe <laughs> you know, that. I bet that. I bet so. Yeah. How does, how does that sound? Uh, Tom Seberg, world walleye champion. Uh, uh, six months ago, did you believe that that was even possible?
2: No, no, I did not. It, it, you know. In fact, this started a year ago. Yeah. Uh, with not with the, uh, NWC, you have to qualify, and uh, they have seven tournaments. Um, and sometimes it takes guys three, five, six. Sometimes all seven tournaments um, to qualify, and they 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 base it on points and weights that you know the amount of total weight that was caught. Per tournament, and they have their own algorithms and formulas that are way smarter than any of us can figure out. But uh, no, my, my partner, Curtis McCormick, and I qualified in 2022. And when they announced, you know, it was gonna be in South Dakota at uh, Lake Sharp, we were kinda of like, yeah, let's 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 see if we can do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Probably the first championship to come back to Nebraska since like ninety seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's wow. Probably been a while.
0: <laughs> oh man, that, that was good, but wow. <laughs> so so to to qualify, I mean, you know, you, you talked about all these, uh, uh, you know, seven tournaments that uh, that lead up to it. Is that uh, um, is that something that you win and you're in, or is that a cumulative uh, score throughout all seven, or like if you finish so, top five in one of those, then you're in? How does that?
2: <laughs> so oddly enough, for us in our circumstance, we never cast a check out of the three that we. Uh, competed in, but we had our overs plus one under. And for people that don't know much, you know, or may not know about the walleye circuit, depending on the lake or the state you're in, you have what they call an under, which is one under, let's say 20 inches. For instance, for South Dakota, they have to be over 15 and under 20. And then you get one over per person over 20. So, Curtis and I, on the three events that we fished, for some reason, and I say this because people joked with us, we could find the big fish. And that's usually not the case for most guys. Most time, they struggle to find the bigger walleye. But for some reason, um, Curtis and I, we, we would find the bigger walleye. And we, we, we could catch those. And it was kind of aggravating throughout the year because we are like, man, we just cannot get the whole package of having our big fish and little fish. You know, and it was... We, both, we, we looked at each other one day and we're like, I guess we're only good at catching big walleye.
0: <laughs> Hell of a problem to have. Yeah. Yep. So so you qualified uh, for for the uh, World Walleye Championship of the Masters Walleye Circuit, Lake Sharp, October 5 through 7, up there in Pierce South Dakota. Uh, so did you and Curtis go up uh, early uh, to, to start pre-fishing? Or, or, yep, I we, mean, was there off-limits?
2: No, nope. so you can pre-fish. They don't have a time uh, block on it. Okay. We went up three days prior, um, and for anybody that's listening that ever wants to go to Lake Sharp and has never been there, your map that you have, whether it's um, Navionics or Lake Master, be aware that after the flood, a lot of things changed. There was guys getting their boats stuck on sandbars. There was guys... Tearing props, taking lower units off. It, w- it was one of those lakes that using your mapping capability of whatever brand you were using was key to navigation. Huh.
1: Hmm. Now, is Lake Sharp, is that below the dam in pier all the way to the Fort Randall Dam? Is that Lake Sharp?
2: So, yeah. So, above
1: Lake Sharp is Oahi. Right.
2: Yep. So, you're okay. in between, and um, we. We kind of joked, and I guess a lot of people call Lake Sharp the nursery, okay. because it's well known for. I mean, you'll cycle through 150 plus, 15 to 17 inch walleye easy. I mean, it's it's awesome for people who want to catch, you know, your your eater size walleye. But for tournament anglers, it can definitely make you uh, scratch your head a few times.
0: Yeah. So, did you guys have any uh, experience on Lake Sharp going into this tournament?
2: No, so the the closest experience either of us had is Curtis had fished it, what he recalls twenty two ish years with his dad. Wow. So basically, we we just acknowledged that we had zero experience because obviously twenty some years ago, as everybody knows, the technology you know you had flashers or maybe at best a, a black and white graph, you know. So no, we had zero zero experience on that water besides our free fish and you know there isn't really much information about the lake you know if you look on you know even youtube or you know and all of us anglers when we do these tournaments we dive into articles that are written by whoever or you know you just try to grasp some information so yep. try to help you so yeah
0: so, so uh, set the stage for us, uh, you know, going into it. Uh, did you have some confidence uh, uh, going into day one? Would, did you have good prefish or not so much?
2: So the three days that we had pre-fishing, we realized that it was going to take a lot of moving um, and try to hopefully stumble upon one of the, what they call unicorns. And we did find quite a few places, some some rock points that held a lot of, you know, nice, you know, probably 17 to 18-inch-ish fish that we were like, okay, these are ones we're going to probably go back to. And then as it got closer to day one, the weather forecast, and we all joke for tournaments, you know, it can be perfect weather. But as soon as you hold a tournament, it turns to chaos. And it did South Dakota. We had... Gust up to 45, 40 mile an hour, um, the first day, and we struggled. We weighed in seven something. I mean, we were sitting in fifteenth, and we just knew that we had to have five fish on day one to even remotely have a chance at this. And there was a couple times that Curtis and I looked at each other, and Curtis was like, "You know, should we should we go to another spot?" We go to another spot, but. You know, you get wind gusts of, you know, up to 45 mile an hour. There isn't a whole lot of things you can do for techniques in that type no, of wind.
0: Yeah. You're, yeah,
2: yeah. You're, you're pretty well isolated to pulling crankbaits or dragging something behind the boat because casting is just, you may cast it a mile if you're casting in with a wind, or with the wind, but you're not feeling any bite, not with that type of wind. Right.
0: No, but, but I mean, not, to catch seven pounds and still be sitting in 15th, you know, At that point, you know, 15th place, you're not out of it.
2: No, you're not. It just, you know, on a three-day tournament, you know, everybody makes the joke. You you can't win it day one.
0: But But you you can can lose lose it. it. Yep, no doubt about that. That
2: that was the thing that Curtis and I um, talked about very strongly going into this tournament, that we just had to keep our composure, keep on track, and not lose it on day one we had to come in with you know we figured going into this we kind of talked maybe 10 pounds a day maybe 13 pounds a day we could win this so we kind of had an idea um, what possibly needed for weight um, but you know that's that's all guessing until you yep. get out there or seeing what everybody's catching it's you're just guessing yep. that was you know our day one was was a little rough we licked our wounds and did a little bit more research at night looking at maps and recalling some of the places that we had pre-fished and um so then on day two you know we're still high winds it's dropping in temperature not all the things that anybody wants for fishing you know it's 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 just not ideal um and we went back South where we knew there was a lot of little fish because we were like, okay, let's, let's just, let's just get our unders and then we'll concentrate on trying to find our bigger fish. And it was, I believe like 1030 and we all, we finally got a 16 inch walleye and we just kind of looked at each other and was like, okay, decision. We either run far south and try something that we really didn't know, or we go north and try to find some deeper water and just see. And we just were like, let's just go. So we, we headed north and found a section of water that had 30-some feet deep, and we kind of trolled over it a couple times looking at our sonar, and Curtis and I both, like, smacked each other in the arm and went, look, and there was bait um, bigger bait bigger quality bait that was all oh, about two foot off bottom and every once in a while you'd see a big arc either in the bait or above the bait and we just kind of looked at each other and we like yep we need to fish here so we uh, we started fishing and it was i think almost noon we finally got a fish and it was the the 23 or 22 right? it's it, it's still kind of a bird, but it was one of our nicer overs and we both were high five and fist bumping. And we're like, we, we're still in this, you know, we, we just need to keep going. And then we got a, another, another fish. We're like, okay. And then lo and behold, Curtis's rod on his side just well, went in half and he looks at me and he goes, this is it. This is what we need. And, uh, of course, you know, you get a big fish on. You're just trying to make sure you're not losing it. Fish clean. Um, I scoop with the net, said some key words to each other. We <laughs> fish, fish, you know, clap and hit each other in the back, arm. It was a 28 and, I think 28 and a half inch walleye. And it, we didn't, you know, you don't realize how big it is at first. and it, It's sitting in the net in the floor and we look at each other we're like, we got this. Nope, we yeah got this. So we uh, we made kind of a gutsy move. We left that area because we had both overs and ran back south to catch the unders. And it was like, oh, I think we had 20 minutes till the deadline of 3:30. Being back at our check-in station, um, we ran. We finally had five fish in the tank. You know, our five fish in the bag to weigh. And we're like, okay, let's go. And the whole time, you're just thinking was this enough? Was this enough to make us make up for day one? And by the time we, we weighed, we were pretty far back in the pack, and we just, we both went ballistic on stage. You know, they announced we were we were in first place, and, you know, when you get home from 15th to first, and then as we kind of just left the stage, went back to the hotel room, kind of eat, you know, get something to eat and get her head back to us, we look on our phones, we realize that second place is, I believe it was three ounces behind us.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: And, it, it, you know, you can imagine the, like, a part of the air was taken back out. You know, you were like, oh, three ounces. It's like, this is serious now. Like, yep. You know, and we, we kind of joked because. We really didn't think anybody was fishing around us where we caught our bigs, and then all of a sudden we we looked at each other after looking seeing what boat number was sitting in second, and then looked at the takeoff to see the picture of the boat. We dawned on us that the boat that was just down from us was second place. Oh. And we went, oh no. <laughs> you, know, you know because you know you hope that when you find these big fish. That everybody's you know trying to find that you you really hope you're the only one that's found
1: it. exactly right
2: and it makes it it gives you a little bit more comfort zone Yep. so going into day three the final day curtis says five bites we just need five bites tom i'm like yep five bites well to make nerves a little bit even more we have a camera guy in our boat
1: <laughs> from
0: oh, yeah. that's always bad luck
2: yeah, well, and seeing that's what you just kind of like. Oh, so he gets in the boat in the morning, and Curtis and I have, you know, people that's kind of been around us. We're we'll we'll jam some Tupac or something to take off. <laughs> we're we you don't think we would do that, but we're just kind of carefree. We we just try to have fun, so you're not so bundled to nerves, you know. Yep, you know? yep. And the guy right before we get ready to take off, he's like, "Oh, here, you need to put on these wired, you know, wireless mics." And we look at each other like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, we need to hear everything you say." And we're like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you sure you want to?" <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want any of that.
0: <laughs>
2: so we take off, and the whole time the camera guy's like, "Where are we doing? You know, and I get it. You know, he's trying to get a feel, and we're like, "Well, we got a spot. We're gonna go to it. And we're gonna grind out till about one thirty ish, and then if we have to, we'll go to another spot." And he's like, "Okay, okay," you know. So we go to our spot where we were before we left on day two and we start trying for our bigs and we get the one fish that I said I'd never wanted to put in the live well was a 16 and a quarter inch soger. And soger, if anybody knows, they're rockets. They don't weigh much. You take a soger and a walleye and the walleye is going to be almost double the weight of a soger. And Curtis looks at me and I we look at each other and I put him in the box. We both know we we had to put him in the box. Um, so you get eight fish, you get four a piece legally, you can have eight fish in your live well. So you have your three, what we call burners, but you're still only allowed your two over. So I'm like, well, worst case scenario, we'll, we'll get another one to replace him. Right. So we threw him in there. We're trolling, doing some stuff, changing lures, training tactics. We're in the same area. still marking the big fish and bait. But it's no wind, no clouds, and sunny. And as a walleye fisherman, you dread that at times. And we were both like, Egh. And we look over, and there is team number two fishing in the same area again today. So we just were like, nope, we'll just keep our head in the game, five bites. That's all we need is five bites. Next fish, 14 and a half. Doesn't make it, throw it out catch another 16, another 17, still no big fish. And we're just like, well, and we happen to see the second place team net three different times. And you're just kind of, and you're just still trying. And we keep saying, it's like chopping a tree one swing at a time, five, five bites, make another pass at looking at sonar, find another spot and fish on. And we get it in the boat, and it was a 26 and a half. That'll nice. do it. <laughs> and nice. we, the, the camera guy laughed because we both, like, high fives and then stopped. Like, we were right back into full attack mode. And he's like, well, you guys are you guys are pretty good, ain't you? And we're like, nope, we want another over. And he kind of looks at us like, you know, because this body of water is not known. And he's like, really? We're like, yep, we want to nail the coffin shut. We don't want any possibility, you know. So we get close to our takeoff time, and we pop another under. We're like, okay, well, we're not going to leave here. There's obviously some smaller fish in here now, too. So we're just going to ride this out. And the camera guy goes, what time do we have to leave? And Curtis is kind of looking, and and we're using Curtis's ranger, and he knows exactly, you know, how fast he's going and everything else. He goes, we're going to leave here in about three 10, 3, 15. and 315 and I'm kind of and I I don't I don't ever with Curtis being my partner and wells we fish and communicate I don't ever you know question his judgment that's his he knows how fast his boat goes and I'm like okay so we get our another 14 inches so that's two of them now we've gotten thrown back and we're still missing one more fish 17 and a half and it's like, 30 minutes before we have to go back. So we grinded out all the way till our quit time that we gave ourselves. Still no other big over. And in the meantime, Curtis looks at me and goes, when did second place boat leave? And I go, what? He goes, they're not here. And the camera guy goes, oh, I think they left at like 3 o'clock. And Curtis and I both at and went, that's either really bad and <laughs> Right they have their overs and they're done or they have, they didn't get any and they want somewhere else to get them. So we pack up and we're, we're scooting back running about, I think 63, 64 mile an hour down river. And we're about, I don't know, two minutes from the landing and I look at Curtis and I said, I think we got this. And he goes, man, it'll be close. I'm like, I think we got this. And then lo and behold, um, you know, of course, second place and first place, are the last two people to weigh. We waited in line, got to hear everybody's weights, which is almost even more makes you get sick.
0: <laughs> yeah. because,
2: you know, you're hearing all these weights, and they say, you know, new first place leader, well, you still haven't weighed yet. so and in the midst of my heart racing everything else, I had no clue that my wife's son and two daughters were coming. And there they are. And, of course, I get emotional and kind of regain and happy that they're there for this moment that's about to happen. And the second-place team is ahead of us in the bump tank, and uh, they dump their fish in the basket. And Curtis kind of looks at me, and I kind of look at him, and I'm like, I didn't really see a big fish in that basket. And they go up on stage, and I'm like, did they really only say they had nine pounds? And Curtis and I did the quick math on our fish, we're like, we should have between 12.4 and 13 pounds. And so we had his daughter and my son carry the basket up. Our kids all went up on stage with us and our wives are out in the crowd. And I hear Jeff, who is the MC for the MWC. And he says, your new world walleye champions, Tom Seberg and Curtis McCormick, 12 pounds, one ounce. And we both, our kids lost it. We lost it. Just hysteria. You know, you just, we just, even though we didn't see their big, you still, were like, what did we miss? What did we miss? You know, and yep. it was, I, I can tell you that the time, those three other tournaments that Curtis and I fished and we didn't cast a check and we were so close and we were kind of not down, but we're like, man, we just want to get one. After this was done, and we were our families were there, and everybody kind of was away. Chris and I were like, "Yep, we'll take this just one."
0: Oh yeah,
1: or yeah. the other one. If you're gonna win so, one, this is the one to win, no doubt. Yes,
2: I mean, if you, you got to win one, why not win the big one? Yep. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a ride. I mean it it was the weather and the change of weather, and just not having a very good you know, repertoire with that lake, it, it was, it was stressful, but I tell you what, it was one of those tournaments that, you know, you, you just had to keep your head in the game and just concentrate on each move you made. And we fished a hundred percent clean. We never missed net We didn't ever have a fish come off of the boat. We didn't have many missed nettings. I mean, and that's, that's what it takes. You know, when you get to these tournaments, you just got to fish clean and we, we were able to do that. And come out with a heck of a win for sure
1: yeah and that's pretty impressive to uh fish that clean in that type of conditions i mean when it's that windy out i mean it's i mean you're trying to control the boat well i mean especially when you're fighting a 28 incher that you know on that second day it's just like i mean it probably felt like it took forever to get that fish in the boat when i mean it really probably wasn't that long but it was just i mean yeah
2: no and that's where you'll one of the things that's nice with nowadays you know the trolling motor with you know having spot lock or heading north you know we, we you, you can do those things without you know back in the day you had the cable drive and you had to be up front and try to you know
1: keep oh, the yeah. boat but,
2: and that's you know the, and I've been doing you know fishing all quite a while so I remember those days and I remember the days of you know if you were trolling or whatever with the kicker and you had to net a fish you you were just at mercy of wherever the boat went. So, that was one thing, you know, it, it is very nice to have the newer technology we do have to, to aid us the somewhat keeping you straight. I can tell you, it, it still isn't the easiest thing in the win, but it does help, so.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so, so obviously you both got pretty badass trophies. Uh, do they give you a big check?
2: <laughs> no, so we each got, well, I can't say right away. So, we got the trophies, pictures, media, et cetera. And then Jeff comes down, and goes, "Which one is you going to take lie detector test?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
2: like, send me. Don't even care. So I went and took the lie detector test. Thirty five minutes later, the sheriff's department guy was like, "I'll be the first to congratulate you, world champ." Shook my hand. Came back to the trailer where the weigh-in was, and Jeff. They gave us each individual like little checks that actually work that you can like deposit. So okay. that was that was fine. So.
0: Nice, nice. Now, now, if you don't mind me asking, what, what, what does the winner cash there?
2: So it was sixteen thousand. Okay. Um. So we each took home eight. Okay. And then we got a Lawrence Ghost trolling motor, um brushless. That's valued at I think thirty seven hundred.
0: Nope.
2: We got big fish two days, so that's three hundred dollars in Bass Pro Shop Cabela's cards. And then I don't remember what they said the value was at the rings. I guess these. There's, we each get a championship ring. Nice. And I'm curious to see what uh, somebody said on a, a comment on my Facebook page that um, you're going to get confused with the Super Bowl winner. I'm like, really? <laughs> nice. like, they're, they're that cool? Like,
1: yeah.
2: I, I'm not a big jewelry guy, but I'm like, if, if that thing that, looks like that, you bet I'm going to be rocking that when you I go back. out. Like, yeah. Yeah. So
1: You can take the Tupac picture with him. Yeah. <laughs> <That's 700. right. laughs>
0: So now so now, on your way back there to Nebraska, did you carry the trophy into every gas station you stopped at and just, <laughs> just let them know, like, uh, world champ. World champ. Tom you Zeeberg, know, world champ.
2: It's kind of funny because my wife and my family, we spent the night. Um, funny story, I'll tell it. It's probably a little bit better story for Curtis to tell, but he's not here. So him and his family drove back, and he had his trophy in the front seat seat belted. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Curtis, evidently, his speedometer wasn't working. He just did it a little bit right, you know. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll just say, we won't name which state or where it was, but the, the trophy sitting in the seat did did earn him a free pass. Nice. That's so, nice.
1: There's nothing that's wrong with free, that.
2: You know, got to give some credit and tell a story for Curtis. But it, I, when he, he sent me to Snapchat, and I'm like, oh, no. You know, it's the first thing you go through your head, and then the next one was, the trophy paid off in more ways than one. And I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah.
1: License and registrations. Oh, let me uh, just reach over this big-ass trophy here once. Oh, you want to know? Oh, what's that over there, you say? Yeah.
0: Oh, that thing? That's
2: not a weapon. That's just the World Walleye Championship trophy there.
0: No big deal. (laughs) Oh, that old thing? Yeah.
2: Let let me dust the cobwebs off of it
0: for you. So, So, I mean, when we're talking strategy, you guys were driving around finding fish, and, and basically just trolling baits over top of them?
2: We did a lot of either it's baits or jigging wraps. Um, it, we, we really didn't capitalize on a whole lot of one thing. Um, nope. And we're kind of, it's, it's maybe if someone was face-to-face with me, we would both tell you a little bit more on our exact Exact way we caught our bigs, but we're just—we both decided we're gonna kind of leave that in the air. We yeah. okay. um,
1: gotta hold them cards okay. close.
2: Yep, it just because it was—they're not that common on that body of water. So we just kind of both decided we—we kind of earned that. Yeah. That out. but I can tell you, our our side imaging and 2D and Mega—I mean, we we literally—if we mark something in 2D we switched right over to mega down and we use live scope and it, it's, it wasn't, a, it wasn't just one um, even from pre-fishing all the way to the very end. We really utilized all of our electronics and it, you know, in situations that we were in, it pays to know your electronics, know what you're seeing um, because there was some times where side imaging, we've seen some fish that, you know, that was maybe ten feet off to the side that were more on a break that we didn't see, you know, a minute, two minutes ago, even with live scope. So it, it was it wasn't one thing. It was a combination of having all the right tools that were working together, and you know, it, it's it's kind of at times I think there's people that look at and I'm not saying all these boats with seven different monitors is maybe the ticket, but um, having multiple different monitors where you can monitor a 2D and then, you know, you're you're down and then also have a live at the same time, there is definitely some advantages to that. So,
0: Be honest. You caught him a nightcrawler under a bobber.
2: You, you know, it, it, honestly, the funny thing is, is I had a client that said, so the salmon eggs and sweet corn on the hook worked, right? I'm Yep,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Bet your ass they do. Well, I was I was gonna say the banjo minnow, but just not give the <laughs> listeners the color of the banjo yeah. minnow that you guys were using. It, I
2: mean, it, it, well, you know, we can give the color. If you know that it had to be the purple with white polka dots. Oh, That's yeah. That's the most common one. It's yeah. the reverse it was the reverse wonder bread. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Now, uh, you know, Tom, obviously the water's starting to cool down uh, out there. I'm sure on Lake Sharp it was also. Uh, uh, what what strategies are you really implementing this fall uh, on doing things a little bit different than, say, what you would have uh, a month or two ago?
2: Yeah, right now, you know, we're we're all concentrating on these bait fish, you know, starting to school up, maybe get a little bit shallower. Um, as, you know, walleye fishermen really key in on, maybe a paddle tail or a jig and wrap in these shallow waters or jerk baits up shallow. Um, but you know, there's always those fish that are still kind of hanging, not quite shallow. They may not push up there right away. They'll kind of hang on that break. But you know, this time of year, it's still a lot of looking at that shallow. That's, that's a main thing that fall brings in. The key is these fish that internal clock, of need to put on all this you know the feedback because ice is coming and some of this bait fish is going to die off so that's one thing that you know especially guiding I really key for is in the shallows so
0: yep yep you got you got big plans for the ice season
2: yeah um I am once again this winter I'll be in uh Webster South Dakota um running ice fishing uh doing guiding up there and uh I'm pretty fortunate already. I got the first, I think month of January is already booked this far out. Nice. So I'm looking forward to hopefully not as much snow this year. Cause <laughs> right. uh, I tell you what I am, I am not looking forward if it's like last year and I know there's a lot, I'm not the only guy. It was right. a brutal winter up North and it's no fun. I mean, I'm 46 years old and digging out my truck with a feed scoop <laughs> four times in one day. I, I'm too old for that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
0: So, so so you're starting guiding january
2: 1st yep that's my plan be up january okay. 1st so as long as the ice is you know usually for that area you know by christmas they got ice um we may have to reschedule if it's not you know going to be that way but i'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of maybe some light driving on with atv in some lakes and then other lakes so there we could possibly just be walk out only but that's yep. the game plan as of right now heck nice. yeah so, and then I'm just, you know, still on that cloud nine. Got to unpack my bags and repack. I'm leaving for Lake Erie tomorrow morning at 4 o'clock in the morning for seven days. So.
0: Oh, wow. Jeez. Hey. Save some fish for the rest of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I had to make sure and go get some roses and birthday <laughs> cards since our anniversary is uh, Wednesday. Oh. That's, uh, bad planning on my behalf when I decided to go to Erie, let me tell you. And you're leaving yeah.
0: tomorrow morning at 4 a.m.?
2: Uh huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are talking, <laughs> talking to us. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I apologize, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I, I, you know, like I said on stage, you know, my, I am, you know, our wives, Curtis' wife and my wife, they, you know, these women need to be given the credit they deserve when us guys go and do these things because you know they're left at home to you know hold down the fort sports running kids around dinners you know being a single parent all of a sudden for a week you know so it's uh i'm not going to say she's used to it but i know she's going to give me a look of i haven't been out in the boat and caught a few walleyes here lately so uh i'm pretty sure when i get back there's going to be some so me and her time on the water catching some walleye this fall. So, well, no, that's, that's good, that. and, and yeah.
0: congratulations, and out kicking your coverage. <laughs> 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 all right, so, all right, Tom, uh, you're if you're leaving at 4 a.m. tomorrow, you're gonna miss your anniversary and be gone for seven days. We're not gonna hold you any longer. Uh, yeah. um, we appreciate you hopping on the show, uh, recapping the tournament, and. Uh, yeah, I think uh, from both Matt and I, uh, congratulations on, on the big win. Well, I appreciate
2: it. And I believe I'll see you guys up at the uh, Dakota Ang- Angler Ice Institute, correct? Absolutely.
0: Right. Yep, we'll see okay. you in November and then uh, see you again in February.
2: Yep, and, you know, that's I'll be at the striker booth and there's a lot of other plenty of guys that will be up there for that. Probably one of the better ice shows, in my opinion, that you can come to. So No doubt. You know, I mean, I, where I know I'm excited every year for that show, and I know you guys are too, so. Yep. Uh, it'll be good to see you guys for that, and then, you know, up at uh, hooked on the Hardwater, so. yeah,
0: All right. Yep, you bet. And uh, and uh, it sounds like after day one and two, uh, you'll be able to tell a couple stories about putting that striker gear to the test. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. most,
2: most definitely.
0: All right. All right. Uh, thanks a ton, Tom. Uh, good luck out there on Erie.
2: Yep, thank you very much guys. It was good talking to you like always. You too. Bye. Bye. And that was
0: Tom Seberg of Tom Tom's Guide Service and uh yeah, the World Walleye
1: champion. Just Yeah. Getting out they're getting out of speeding tickets, everything <laughs> now. No problem. No problem. Maybe that's what we need to do is just get like some random get some trophy made and put it in the passenger seat and just like drive around and be like, Well, why are you going so fast? Oh, I just got done from winning uh there's yeah. no ice cream eating contest. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. Oh, sweet.
0: <laughs> no, there's been a couple times where I've been pulled over and people in the back seat are like, "Scott, show them the trophy." And I'm like, "Hey, which one? Are you talking?" <laughs> I uh, don't want to get in decent yeah, exposure. Exactly. It on got, top of speed. got real awkward in a hurry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I didn't get off that. Uh, I didn't get off that ticket, but. Uh uh nope uh appreciate tom for joining the show uh that was a good one so yeah and now he gets to go out and chase some big giant walleyes (laughs) in at lake So some guys have all the luck but uh uh how about some freedom brew good news stories of the week uh i could have used a little bit of freedom brew uh last saturday driving down to iowa city and back uh uh, drove down in the morning, went to the football game, drove back, and got uh, got about ten minutes outside of Iowa City. And I thought, like, so I had hotel room down there, right. and, and then I canceled them, thinking that I was smart, and I wasn't because i was a long drive home and mm-hmm. for a little bit there i think i only had one eye open whatever Stop and got a five hour energy but that ain't freedom brew i'll that tell definitely you definitely is not you nope. could use yourself some freedom brew. that's right uh freedom brew larchwood iowa the best damn coffee shop there is uh our good friends austin and brianna run it uh they are spectacular um are we're audio biologists. We've got a guy that we know from up in Minneapolis that's a fisheries biologist. These guys are coffee biologists. Yes, they are. Like, when you sit there and you talk to Austin and Brianna about what goes into this coffee, you, know, you can see the passion. You can see that they... That they, uh, understand the science, certain amount of pressure that you put down to get, if you put too much pressure, yeah, I don't know. Austin was telling me all about it. It gets sour if you don't put enough pressure. It gets bad if you put too, ah, whatever. They it's got coffee. it down to a science. And, and you want to know what the best part about it is? You don't got to know because they do. They do it for you. Freedom brew. They, don't, you don't got to know because they do. Freedom, Freedom brew. There you go. That's slogan. Put there it is. on the back of a shirt. Yep. But, uh. Uh, this week, uh, my good news story, uh, last week I put it out there that I was going to be down at Kinnick Stadium, uh, this, this weekend, last weekend, and, uh, Evan and Katie reached out to me, said, hey, this is where we're tailgating, um, and 100% going into it, I thought for sure that I was going there, and, uh, probably didn't get there quite on time, um stopped at a McDonald's had a cheeseburger stopped at a Culver's that night had a cheeseburger <laughs> uh didn't lose as much uh, in the uh the biggest loser this week but uh um whatever the case uh thought thought that I was going to have enough time by the time we walked all the way up there we stopped at Carver-Hawkeye Arena which was badass cuz you can go in there took a Wiz Khalifa uh got back out Kept walking towards the stadium. My dad had to try on a hat. And if you know my dad, uh, <laughs> uh, when, when you, you know, I can walk up, I can see a hat. Hey, I want that hat. $20. Walk away with the hat. Uh, that's not how Leroy Sturman operates. He walks up and we're going to look at prices and then we're going to kind of look at all the hats and then maybe we'll walk away and then we're going to come back and now we're going to try one on now that didn't really feel right. I want to try that one on. Okay. We're going to try that one on now. How about that one? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, this one. No, you know what? That's not good. Give me that first one again. Nah, no, nah, yeah. No, the second one. All of a sudden, $20 comes out of the wallet. We're buying the second one. Wait a minute. You just said you didn't like that hat. Well, now we do. You kind of walk away. Eh, I don't know. Maybe I should have gone back and gotten the third the third hat, whatever. Uh you know, it just, things are different. Things are different between him and I, but, uh, whatever the case, uh, when we finally got up there, uh, we were probably a little bit closer to, uh, to kick off than, uh, than, uh, what we wanted to, we wanted to get in there. Uh, I wanted my dad to have some time to take a look at the stadium, yep. see the guys uh, warming yep. up and whatnot and, uh, take um, it all in. Yep. But, uh, either way, I appreciate the, uh, the offer to come and tailgate with them. I'm hoping uh hopefully i don't know that it's going to be this year but uh um hopefully next year we can actually get down there do a little bit of tailgating with them but uh yeah no it was a good trip uh good trap had by all um in my good group. Game. yeah i mean it was a game i don't know if it right, was a good, a good game. game well
1: right but uh, fire Brian, parents but uh, <laughs> anyways uh yeah whatever i was and, was that your first experience with the wave or have you done that before i
0: have done the wave before yep okay. uh, i had done that two years ago when we were down there but uh no nah, that's that's phew, god dang it i uh i i get i i can get super emotional oh, yeah you you don't mess with kids in hospitals and don't let me loose watching uh videos of soldiers coming home or dogs <laughs> oh, oh yeah dogs yeah, do, yeah dogs do but uh like every once in a while i'll get onto one of them videos like accidentally of a bunch of soldiers coming home and like surprising people yeah holy shit you want to see this guy (laughs) start crying (laughs) oh boy like like yeah i and and i it's it's i i can't turn it off but i i want to because i whatever but uh, yeah 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 i know how that goes yep and uh I mean, you know, we were we were in the NICU, my wife and I, and and my son Slate. We were in the NICU for 57 days or something like that, and and you know, I mean, that's not cancer. We had a we had a light at the end of the tunnel the whole entire time. But I do know what it's like to be sitting up in a hospital like that for days and days and days and days and days, and, days. and uh, um, yeah, I don't know to to look up
1: there and see those little kids like
0: oh boy like I kind of yep. got the bumps right now just well, thinking yeah, about I, it I, every but, time uh,
1: I watch every time I see it, I've never yep. been down to one but every time I watch it on TV it's, it, I get goosebumps yep. every single time
0: yep it's a cool deal and everyone participates yep. all even the opposing players like they all do it except for PJ Fleck
1: PJ Fleck didn't do it if I remember right I don't know if he did or not Sure. or he up. said he wasn't going to or something like that well he fucking had...
0: sucks anyways <laughs> He should be fired. Yeah, um, he he's lucky that he's coaching for Minnesota. Mm. They they don't have standards up there for their football team. Otherwise, he'd be long gone. Yep, that's right. Piss on that dude and his fucking sweater. Ooh, yeah, Tight sorry pants. about this.
1: Yeah, good news stories. Back to good. news Yeah. Stories, anyways, right? uh, uh, off yeah, the rails there for yep, a second.
0: But uh, hats off to to Evan and Katie, um, whatever for for the invite. Good time was had by all.
1: Hawkeyes get the dub your story my story mine is gonna be uh I got to go up to Noah with my brother the other day his family's getting a puppy they're picking it up this Friday so they still hadn't picked it out he got to get pick of the litter um so I went along with him and all I know is that I was happy that when I picked out my dog I there was only two yellow females that I had to choose from he had to choose from six chocolate females and it was just like holy buckets like how do you pick <laughs> i mean they're all all you'll kind of hang out with one for a little bit and you're like yeah yeah this, yeah this, this is the one eh, this is one. all of a sudden one one comes cool. running over and it's just like well you know this one too you know and they had went up and looked at them a few weeks ago and they kind of had an idea like they all kind of picked out which ones they kind of wanted based on like with their collar colors yep, and yep. stuff like that and then We get back up there. We walked around the corner, and there was ten in the litter—six females and four males. And we come walk around the corner, and they're all sitting in the kennel. Like they're like, "Oh, hey, people!" You know, it's just like, "Holy buckets!" It's like Mike's like, "They've changed a lot." (laughs) It's like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't take them long." So yeah, they're getting they're getting their puppy. They got it picked out the other day. So uh, it's gonna it's it's I'm excited for them. Uh, They wanted to tell me the name of it, like kind of like me, let me know before everybody else i was like no nope. i was like i'll i'll find out when the rest of everybody else does so yeah. you guys can just wait and, uh no it was it was fun you know it's it's always a blast getting to play with a bunch of puppies and have you them bet. run around and seeing all their little personalities and all that stuff so yep. it was hard not to the guy's like i got two love you know <laughs> i still got two that aren't spoken for and i'm just like uh you no. thought about it, didn't you? I did, but I'm more partial to the yellows, so...
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I about pulled the trigger on a freaking mini burn doodle the other day. <laughs> really? Seriously. Really? I'm going to show you this. Oh, I just got to show you. I know you ain't a doodle dog guy, but I this thing is... Tell me that. Even. Oh yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> you look at that was, face, and it's just like, oh man. I was scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden, this dog popped up, and I'm like, oh my god! So I messaged him, and I'm like, hey, how much for that dog? And way more than I want to spend. And then I circled around to it, and it's like, oh man! And and now they posted another picture on Facebook, still looking for its home. And it's like, damn it! Will somebody just buy this dang dog? <laughs> right. So that I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. He, that dog right there. Well, isn't lucky, but uh, I was I was gonna say if if I had not just bought. a six Iowa Hawkeye tickets and a <laughs> uh, bunch of gas to go down there and whatever the uh the fun money fund is a little low right now but otherwise I'd be coming home with a new
1: dog otherwise you'd have to be uh, hiding all your crocs otherwise all the straps would be chewed <laughs> yeah, off yeah that's right that's right you know, So nope. so I'm excited for them that you know they get to get this new puppy so
0: you bet you bet so all right guys uh we're gonna call that an end episode 237 we appreciate you guys uh joining. Um, yeah i don't think we got anything else to say do we no nope so all right that's episode 237 we'll see you next week on episode 238 later